We knew this day would come. He has returned. Marshal? He is our Antichrist, and he must be defeated. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Eric, Brittany, and once again, Tyler, <laughs> third time in a row, unofficial fourth chair. I'm, I think like, this a, I'm mean, like a cockroach. You guys I, just yeah, literally I cannot get rid of me. You actually live here now. I, I do. I actually <laughs> slept here last night. <laughs> right over there. And we spent all day together. <laughs> um, so tonight we watched a group pick, I guess we're going to call it. Um, Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance. Long-awaited movie. Long-awaited movie. Big fans of Samurai Cop. And then they put this movie, VOD, on Vimeo exclusively for us to watch. Us being the people who want to view the movie, not... Just us, as in second nope, class cinema. just for second class cinema. And then they we made, got exclusive <laughs> rights to watch this. They, we paid nine dollars for those rights. <laughs> and uh, if you want to watch Samurai Cop two, you can go on Vimeo and watch it there. I believe it comes out for uh, more palatable formats next month in January. Oh, okay. Like, I think it's coming on like Amazon Video and uh, maybe Netflix and a couple other things. So. Oh, but we just could not wait, so we I had to just, see it right away. We just went ahead and did it. So. <laughs> film of the future so so why did we pick this movie as a group for obvious reasons <laughs> well let's go over Being those obvious reasons samurai cop is a big hit here on second class cinema mm-hmm. and, and we lives. love it dearly yep yeah and in our normal lives as well matt matt hannon he, what what what's the name he's going by now it's matthew Carrados. Carrados. um he had posted a video recently saying hey the movie's available on vimeo uh go watch it so oh. That's how, that's how I realized that the movie was available for viewing. I had no idea. So okay. That's what um, we did. And I propose that is what we watch. And Okay, and that worked out well. And so, Tyler, you hadn't seen even Samurai Cop up until today. Today, yeah. So you, we watched Samurai Cop, and then after that, we watched Samurai Cop 2. Mm-hmm. Filled you in. So what, what was your reaction to Samurai Cop? I liked it a lot. It was, <laughs> it was truly good-bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was... It was what I want in every second class cinema movie. Yeah. Precisely. So. I, 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 I hold that in a very high regard for good bad. Yeah, I feel like that that is the pinnacle that all second class movies should strive for. It's got everything you you want when you're looking for something like that. It's got men on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it does Couple set the bar for B success. Yeah, it is. It's and it's an easy to watch movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun for us to watch. I'm not sure how much fun it was to make. Probably not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone on that set was miserable or coked up. <laughs> um, so let's get back to Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance. And uh, so what, what's this movie about, guys? Who wants to give it a stab? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just going to go for the core of this movie. Okay. Core. Right. I'm ready. 1991. Uh, 25 years ago. 25 years actually ago. not 25 years ago, mind you, right? <laughs> Close enough. Um, Joe Marshall has just uh, cracked a big case with uh, uh, some gun... Uh, he, he just cracked a case with a gun runner, the, um, the, the restaurant guy from the first movie. Yeah, Sebastian. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah, apparently he was a big gun runner. He busted a big case on him, so he's getting rewarded with uh, six weeks of leave with his uh, beautiful girlfriend, Jennifer. 
Yes, yep. in which we saw him uh, do the sexy Ejac on the beach mm-hmm. with. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> um, so as they're married they're, now, right? They're married. I believe. Yeah, they might be married. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. happened. They're, they're going on their honeymoon, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as they sit on a bench and, and you know consider their future, uh, she is assassinated by a young Yakuza initiate, I guess. Yep. Um, and then he kind of becomes a recluse. And uh, flash forward 25 years where it's a crazy cyberpunk future for some reason. Um, And things get really confusing. But the important (laughs) thing is uh, Frank Washington is on the case for uh, some new Yakuza murders involving the Katana gang that was thought to have been dissolved after the first movie. Um, And he seeks out Joe Marshall uh, for information regarding the Yakuza. And eventually he recruits him back into the force to uh, take care of the gang war. Yes, the gang war between... Shinjuku and the Katana? Yeah, Katano. I think at least two games, uh, two gangs, maybe three gangs. Yeah. It felt it's like not 20 important. gangs. Yeah. Really yeah. Good time. yeah, 20 gangs and about 500 characters. It, got, it, got, it spiraled out of control uh, there uh, for a little while. So does anyone uh, have, any, have any quick questions they want to ask about this movie before we get into successes? I have so many. Quick questions. No, yeah. I don't have any quick ones. <laughs> I don't have any quick ones either. Okay, you clowns, cut the crap. So let's just go into into successes, which we can we can approach from a couple different angles. So mm-hmm. maybe what we can do is just say, you know, what this movie did right, and then we can also maybe compare it to the first movie in a way, and maybe uh, go over some improvements that the movie made. Okay. So some some places where it was like, okay, well they saw something, and then they wanted to make it a little better. So uh, who would like to start? Uh, this movie is bright and colorful as all hell, mm. and I I enjoy that high contrast. I like I, I like it when uh a, I mean a lot of a lot of big budget movies now have that blue and orange look. Where everything is very standardized to, to be as you know, milk toasted and, and kind of just eye pleasing as possible to the most amount of people, and it makes every movie look the same. So I really appreciate it when they kind of go out of the way to make just these really fantastic looking scenes, like the airplane that was like all purple and gold for some reason. Yeah, and that was really cool. Uh, and like the weird laboratory scenes, God knows why those were happening, but the weird laboratory <laughs> scenes were like just super like bright and, and colorful. And I, I really appreciate that when it comes to a movie like this. Yeah, it was it was eye catching. They they did some cool stuff, but they they just threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. Mm. And I I don't know if it was intentional for some things not to match. Like so, it was in the vein of the first one where yeah. it kind of, they had a little bit of technical barfs mm-hmm. and you know color was misshapen in a way. But I don't know if that was on purpose for this movie. I could not. I really could not tell because it was glaring in some spots. But I thought that they maybe had left that behind, and because this world we were living in was super crisp. Yeah. And I don't I didn't know if they were meaning to do that. Yeah. And if they did, it I don't know if it hit me as, hey, nice reprise, you know. I didn't know what was a flashback or a dream or a hallucination <laughs> or real life. Yeah, they didn't differentiate very well. No, it didn't work out. I feel like they just started using an effect with like no setup or description for why they were using it. Yeah, they're throwing stuff at the wall, but we've transitioned very quickly <laughs> into into <laughs> Negative. Things. I still we, have success. We want to okay, keep it positive. Sorry. Right now. I'm sorry. Keep it a bit positive. I wrote two things yeah, down. Yeah, keep it warm. Neither of them are really important. <laughs> and they are. Uh, Frank is the best actor in this movie. Mm, absolutely. And I felt like it was actually not that bad when they were having like intimate dramatic scenes. Like 
Joe and Frank or whoever, but once it got away from that, it was like off the fucking rail. <laughs> okay. So I yeah. guess their dramatic scenes were decent. I thought they were pretty. I thought it did what they had to do. I thought they brought the right amount of energy into those scenes to be in this kind of movie. Well, for how how for the dialogue and other parts, <laughs> like I felt like those scenes were written better than they should have been. I don't know. Yeah. Like I thought the returning cast really knew what they had to do because they've been in Samurai Cop before. Very true. So they come to Samurai Cop 2. What else is are Matt Hannon and uh, Matt Mark Frazier going to do? They're going to be those characters that they've played before and they're going to be great at it. Yep. I felt like anyone that was a returning cast member did a, a fantastic job. Yeah. Definitely. And they made this movie a lot more palatable. For sure. I could agree with that. I thought the... Because uh, you had mentioned in the fir- when we watched the first one how imagine if they had decent fight choreographers mm. for the first one. I thought the fight car- choreography in the second one was excellent. Oh, it was very good. Aside from Joe. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't partial to his fight scenes, but like it felt like everybody else's when the gangs were fighting each other. They all felt cohesive and like they were dan- dancing. Like, I feel like in martial arts movies, you want to see two people dancing. Oh, for sure. You know, so that felt felt right to me. Yeah. No, they did a good job with that stuff, for sure, considering... Uh, I would I would consider that an improvement on the last one for sure. Oh, absolutely. Making making big strides in its choreography. Yeah. Um, I would also say. I actually had that as a feeling. Really? <laughs> I, I would say it's way I better than like the first one. I felt like the ones one. in the first one were so much better. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, no, I no totally chance. <laughs> totally the, o- the only thing that the, I think the first one did better was. Or maybe it's like, because they were bad in a non-intentional, like charming kind of way but there wasn't really like any like fighting no it's frank shooting everybody and like I was gonna <laughs> say, right, right when joe was going to fight them that's very true like people dying had great they, but i feel like it was that was entirely brought to the table by that person like okay now it's your turn to die have fun with it that's that's what i maybe maybe thought i um i also thought an improvement uh they did a better job with the uh with the sex in this movie right I think the director knew what sex was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first director did not. Did not. He's like, you always yeah. leave your underwear on, right? And you eat cake beforehand. Lots of cake. <laughs> lots of underwear. Um, lots of bathing suits. Kissing and licking. Hold, yeah. Holding on ass grabbing. Try to maintain that frame. Please. As long as you can. Yeah, uh, yeah that, exactly. That's exactly right. So th- I thought they they improved upon sex, and uh, I also thought they improved upon Joe as a samurai more. They definitely did, but I find that detracts a lot from the charm of the first one. Hmm. In uh, that Joe is not a samurai. I agree. At all. And that makes it so funny to watch that everyone is calling him a samurai the entire time. And he's just like this leathery dude from San Diego <laughs> who <laughs> punches a flannel. guy, wears flannel, and has a ponytail, and uh, walks around in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, I do agree though. They they brought some legitimacy to this film, and if that's what they were, go, like, if that was supposed to be the tone of the movie. I think it would be done a lot better than it was in the first one. I agree. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily, I guess, a success in that in that sense, but they definitely improved upon making him be the samurai cop more. I felt they just hammed up everything way more than it was in the first one. Yeah, which is the the danger when you you watch one of these movies. Yeah. It becomes like self aware, and then it's like awkward. And then, oops, you made a bad movie. Yeah, because like they're trying to get you to laugh like with them. 
And it's like, no, we were laughing at you the first time. That's yeah. why it was so good. The only person I wanted to laugh with was Frank Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened twice. Frank's like <laughs> opening line of the movie it was killer, but we can save that for favorite parts. Sure. Um, any other successes or improvements? Let's go. I have, I have one more success. Okay. They did use the title in the dialogue. <laughs> yes, that is Frank, a success. That's a success. Frank, Frank did say Deadly Vengeance, so <laughs> that's a success to me. Absolutely. Totally agree with that one. We know that. Um, so are we going to now go down the rabbit hole of failure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, let's walk this failure path together. Okay. And let's uh, let's let's start with you, Eric. All right. Biggest failure. Yeah. And in contrast to one of the biggest strengths of Samurai Cop, mm-hmm. uh, this movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so think about it. The plot. None. No nonsense. I mean, okay, so the plot for Samurai Cop 1. Uh-huh. There are Japanese gangs feuding in the streets and they're, they're killing each other. The cops don't like it. They bring in <laughs> Joe Marshall, Samurai Cop, who is supposed to be a master of all things Japanese. He isn't, but whatever. We, the, whatever. The, 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 the characters tell us that he is. Yeah. And he's brought in to deal with them, and it's just back and forth between the cops and, and the gangs. And it's very straightforward. We understand it. everything that's going on. The characters have clear motivations for what they're doing most of the time. Yeah. Um, and there's, like a, there's a final resolution that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This movie is all over the place. I cannot even begin to tell you who half the characters are, what they're doing, why they're doing it, what they're saying. I have no idea. <laughs> why it takes place in this weird cyberpunk future for some reason. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so weird. I don't understand what happened in the script writing process for this movie. The script? Well, yeah. Dude, the ham-fisted exposition of this movie. I do feel like maybe having a script was probably part of that failure. <laughs> like the first one probably didn't have a script. Yeah. That you when you had mentioned it, I'm like maybe having a script fucked these guys all up. This could be, yeah. I I I mean I honestly I I have no idea what happened. So this movie <laughs> so it, when it started, I was so on board. Yeah. Boom, hit Boom. the Samurai Cop Sting, Sting. 1991. Mm. We're we're starting from I'm like, okay, here we go. There we go. I felt yeah. pretty great about it. And yeah. then about 5 10 minutes in, I was like, wait, are we in the are we in the present day now? Did I, did I miss the like the twenty five years later? The thing? text of yeah. wh- where we are, and it was oh no, we're we're in today. And then during the rest of the course of the movie, there were these really strange like dreams and or flashbacks and or projections, hallucinations, hallucinations yeah. that were that were like interlaced with like TV scan lines on them. I thought he was watching those things on TV. It Me too. Me too. Yeah. I was like, was he like an actor and? Yeah, like off time after being a cop. But like, yeah, I, I that was just that made no, um, and I didn't know when and where we were in context to anything at any point in time. I was very confused for a large percentage of this. Like movie. there was like locations were uh, to me seemingly non-existent. There was mm-hmm. no place to call home. There was no like normal place where I go. Okay, I know where they are. I guess it would be the police station. Like okay, I know yeah. where they're in the police station. Yeah. Everywhere else is a goddamn mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Such confusion. So true. And there's points where I felt like they were going out of their way to confuse us. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, so Joe Marshall meets his love interest like about half hour into the movie, and she's got like this very stark black haircut, right? And they meet up later uh, at like a nightclub, and she's wearing she has like blonde hair, and it didn't even occur to me that they were the same character because they don't speak to her by name. She doesn't really reintroduce herself. We don't know why she's there, and she's doing things that don't really speak to her character. 
And I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> and doesn't he call her by another name? I think she, uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think that. It's bananas. <laughs> I think that that was part of the manipulation, though. It could have been, yeah. Because, like, she looked a lot like th- his were, wife anyway. Yeah, that's And then true. throwing the blonde wig on kind of. There were a lot of blonde women who I couldn't tell apart in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Every woman weird. looked yeah. exactly the same. I don't know if that's same. on me. I don't know. No, if, it's not you. No, okay. You're a racist. I'll say, I might be a, ra- a racist. I didn't know, so I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Whoever cast this movie definitely has a type. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Candy Cross is a porn star, right? Yeah. yeah I definitely got yeah. that vibe. Yeah, so I, I feel like they just hired blonde porn stars yeah. for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's not any Caden different than Cross? Samurai Cop. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that, that to me fits that's the fine. That, that seemed yeah. to have made the, the transition to today. Yeah. See, I felt like it was way more gratuitous than Samurai Cop 1. Okay. Any examples? Um, everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything specifically? Pointless threesomes. Um. I, I, I feel like people always just even in the first movie just pounced on joe marshall like they cannot resist this guy well no okay that's they didn't in this one that's fine they did though a little bit i don't feel like they did as much as i feel like it was just that one girl but she was like playing him anyway yeah well no because then there was byling who went in there in their last battle that was so fucking confusing (laughs) yeah i was like do they know each other? Like, <laughs> I'm so lost. Have you guys met before? Yeah. I just think of the first one, though. Like, like literally every single woman that he runs into either has had him or wants to have mm-hmm. him. Mm. This movie, they do not. Yeah. I buy it. I think that's fair. It's been 25 years. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, so, the totally first one, okay. I kind of yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, totally okay. I'm just saying, like... Uh, <laughs> That's huge. That's a huge difference. Yeah, it's like the difference between you know live and let die and a view to a kill. Sure, Roger Moore, you do not want to have sex with as much in a view to kill <laughs> or anywhere. Um, I get it. I think it's so crazy that this movie is so hard to understand with all the exposition mm-hmm. they spill on us. They are constantly explaining things. Constantly. Yeah. That's the only reason characters exist <laughs> is to tell you what's going on. Nothing develops organically in this movie at all. It's all just shoved down your throat. It's like, I'm going to read you 10 paragraphs about my character. Here we go. If you're going to do that, I'd rather read a fucking Samurai Cop 2 book. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, make me d- make the movie in my mind. Yeah. I don't want to see this garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, something that really bothers me, and it bothered what? me about Samurai Cop 1, but it was so much more in this movie. Um so many white samurais <laughs> so many of them and they all have like adopted asian names that they get when they earn samurai status and i fucking hate it it's awful it's so unbelievable they're like oh yeah takamori and then it's like this fucking fat white like 50 year old dude and i'm like that is not a samurai i don't believe it do you think they're watering down samurai i think it's been watered down already but and then they're making it worse. I, I think that like that's, insulting to add insult. To yeah. yeah, I think that's part of the reason I I didn't like that they tried to add some legitimacy to Joe Marshall's samurai-ness in this movie, mm-hmm. and that it kind of diminishes from the joke. You should either go all in or not at all. Um, yeah. And the fact that everyone is like a white samurai dude in the first one makes it really funny because they clearly don't know anything about Japanese culture like at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, I I well I have a theory that 
like some hardcore Japanophiles got their hands on this movie <laughs> and it ruined it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because um, you could definitely feel like there was like weird anime influences in this. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, belong. Well, the, on, on top of that, the anime part, like I totally felt there were some real like adult swim moments mm-hmm. in this that I did not appreciate that don't belong in something like this. When yep. you're try- I don't know. The genuine approach is always the good approach yep. when you're living in the realm of, of this medium that needs to be just so in order for your audience to really enjoy it. And they, they took it adult swim, which I guess is going to work in a very like in a bubble with some audience members but like your target audience cannot be anyone less than the age of 25 for this movie right? <laughs> oh for sure yeah like that has to be the minimum mm-hmm. yeah so everyone who's older than that i think is almost beyond that that vibe that you get like so some of the green screen stuff that was in this movie was just like unnecessary and i don't know if that was the first shit or the last shit they, <laughs> that they did or if it was like purposefully or yeah because it just seemed like random stuff just thrown on a green screen that did not service entertainment nor story not only that but like one of the green screen shots was like it was supposed to take place in the woods this movie was like had a had a fucking budget Mm -hmm. you mean to tell me that you can't find a woodsy area to shoot two minutes worth of footage yeah for an hour two hours like come on give me a break Totally. You know? So yeah. easy to do that. It was it was <laughs> cheapening, but in the wrong way. We yeah. could get your camera right now and go out, go find a woodsy area and just go, go shoot shoot it. Samurai Cop three. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have a wig for my Andrew WK costume. You can wear it. You can be Samurai Cop. <laughs> That's perfect. So actually, we're good to go. Done. We're making that movie. We'll be yeah. right back. Right, hold, on. <laughs> hold on. We'll be. All right, we're done. Okay, it okay. It's been three hours. We made Samurai Cop three. It's much better than this. <laughs> No, and, we're being assholes, and, but... No, no, no. no. It wasn't, you know what? I spent $9 to rent this. I'll be a big dick. <laughs> it's true. A big old dick. But, well, that's that's filmmaking 101, though, too. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we, we everybody knows the difference between green screen mm-hmm. and, and yeah. reality. And yeah. <laughs> Those shots are so easy to, to make. Yeah. And it's, it's not like it's serviced like some sort of green screen gag. No. Like... There was that one green screen screen gag where the guy was supposed to be walking towards the camera and they didn't have the green screen. That, that was, was really that funny. That was funny. Yeah. That that's that that was a green screen that served. Do you think that was an intentional humor. or it was just like that was intentional? In and it went- had to be because he was way above everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> he was like walking. It was in the Japanese skyline. Like like either either that wasn't intentional or they went into the editing room and put it together and saw that that was funny and was like, you know what, we're rolling let's, with it. Let's do it. That's we're something that it. Amir Shervan might let pass the fucking <laughs> and that yeah that didn't bother me nearly as much as like like give me the obvious like whiff on the green screen don't mm-hmm. give me like the we're gonna t- maybe try and pretend it's a little bit yeah real uh that and that failed on top of some of the other visual effects that came hurtling at us at the oh, end of this the movie blood was the, awful. the blood effects, it all looked like dust it was mm. not even like f- like funny bad no. it was just like rushed Rushed plugins. Bad, bad. So let's let's think about like the presence of blood in Samurai Cop One. That's not really that bloody of a movie. No, no. Well, I mean, but they used it right. That had it some did. pretty bad blood too, though. Yeah. Like the like paintballs, paintball, paintball marinara sauce. Yeah. But that's okay though. Marinara like, that's, gun. That, that's okay. Doing it this way is not okay. Like I, like yeah. doing like there there in Samurai Cop One there were parts where you didn't even see the bullet wounds. You didn't mm-hmm. even see like mm-hmm. that's okay to do. This one, nobody had any bullet wounds. Nobody had any knife wounds. They all did it in After Effects or 
you know, Cinema 4D. It was all <laughs> they just had blood <laughs> smoke coming post. out of their chest. It was all in post. Whereas yeah. the first one really wasn't. So yeah. yeah, I can appreciate a practical effect regardless of how good it is. Yeah, or generally. just don't do it at all. Or just don't do it. That's fine or, too. Honestly, I would have been so much happier if because there were a couple of things where they definitely forced it into the shot. Yeah like forced it and it was like i didn't need to see it didn't need to you were fine i I can follow the action of the character and then there was that one gag they pulled at the end where someone got stabbed like in the 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 gut bailing but and she just kept like blood just kept pouring out of her in like a wide shot while she's continuing to like talk and say her last words i get it that's a joke that's funny yeah let that one slide or you you just focus on making that one look good yeah and then let the and just don't even bother with some of the others yeah, because she had a really good death scene. It, it yeah. su- super took away from it. So. It did, and I, th- I thought that was a, a decent gag to put in there. She like really wanted him as they were like fighting, and then you know he wins, and she's trying to like kiss him, and it keeps get- it's way too long, and, and it was kind of funny, <laughs> but it could have been I think funnier or at least a little cooler looking, slightly less confusing. That too about their past history that we may or may not are supposed to have known about. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. They try to set up Joe Marshall as being like this mythic, like antagonist within the Katana Gang, and maybe like she had like lusted after that idea. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I, 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 you know what I bring it back to? What not, do you bring not it back to? to? Bring up previous episodes, but I bring <laughs> it back to Fatima, where she wants James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to to write the will that she was <laughs> the, the last lover. great love that he ever had, or whatever. Ah, like like it's such a parallel, right? Maybe that's what Byling was thinking about. Maybe Wait a she, maybe she was like, well. I want to be Joe Marshall's last great lover, and we're having a sword fight, so technically I will be his I, last great lover I could when be. I kill him. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's good. I, I need to change directions for a second. Okay. This movie have a telescope. Ooh. Have binoculars. Ooh. It did have binoculars. It, it had night vision binoculars. It did. I don't think it qualified. I don't think it has We might have broken the streak. We did. We, we, we did. broke it. Broke I don't it. know. No telescope. <laughs> I bet it has no, one. No telescopes. No telescopes. <laughs> I actually have faith that it had one. <laughs> maybe they didn't use it, but maybe it was a prop. So yeah, we'll, we'll give this a second pass, see if there's a telescope in it, and we can keep keep the streak going. Although it did feel like that uh, Tommy Wiseau's character, like the, the his lair or whatever, it felt like a submarine. So they probably have <laughs> a fucking periscope down there. Which is almost okay, a telescope. So that brings me to another negative, but it's really, I don't know what it is, because okay. I fucking hate Tommy Wiseau so much. <laughs> Like, he bothers me <laughs> fucking to no end. He's like a drunk toddler, like, special ed hamburglar in this movie. And it's the fucking weirdest thing. But simultaneously, it was one of the funniest things about yes, this. It was, yeah. And I don't know how to feel about it. You know what? I have a theory. Okay. I think Tommy Wiseau treated this as if it was an actual acting gig. And that's why it was really funny, because that's what everyone in Samurai Cop 1 did. I also have a theory, and it's that they didn't even write lines for him. <laughs> they were just like, go with it. <laughs> Do what's in your heart. Oh, I, I think he sh- I think he showed up to what uh, my theory, if, I'm, if I can also have one, <laughs> I have is, a theory. is he, I think he just showed up ready to ready to do his job in a situation in which he was very, he was briefed very well. Mm-hmm. And they also did a good job at directing him direct for Tommy Wiseau to be directed in that in that way worked for I, th- I think they got exactly what they wanted yeah i feel like he took it to 11 he did on everything he did and i i, I think that was by design i think they went tommy take it to 11 for us all right this one we're gonna read you your lines and you're just gonna repeat them back as we read them to you um but i i liked tommy why so in this i thought he was very funny i thought he fit 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. There were, he had some good lines. He had some I really good lines. not understand a word he said. Yeah, he blabbed for about five minutes, and I just, it washed over dude, me. Dude, he was just... <laughs> He, he talks like he's on all the drugs that aren't popular anymore. Like he just takes barbiturates <laughs> like and lays it up. He can't even move his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he's there from. There's just this one line. Or what really his story just, is? What's what's the one line? I just wanted to really. Lo- I, I okay. died laughing. So so it was like, um, no one will stop me, Joe. Right? He always he's, said he's Joe. He uses his name a lot. I would love to count how many times he said. So he it. said, "No one will stop me, Joe, but myself, Joe, and I will not stop myself, Joe." <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god! I was like, I can't believe they left that in. Oh yeah. What about the part where he was like, "It's stained red, <laughs> stained red, red Joe"? Joe. <laughs> oh hi, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh hi, Joe. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It yeah. Was... No, it, it was. It was. Probably sh- we should have brought this up during successes because I th- that was a good part. Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting to come to this movie like Tommy Wiseau would have been my least favorite part. And yeah, he was aside from the returning cast members, probably the best part. Agreed. I think he was my least favorite part and my favorite part <laughs> at the same time. Well, I mean, how how long was he honestly on the screen for? Two three minutes. I was gonna say maybe it was five. Always terrible though. A- about five minutes. So I, I was I was hoping that they would really not like throw the fact that they got him throughout this whole movie a ton. Mm-hmm. They they touched on it just enough. It was yeah. it was they did it right. They knew what they wanted to do and they did it. Um, so as far as some setbacks, I think from the first one, uh, one thing that this movie totally didn't do. And there's kind of two things is the goon game was so weak. Oh, yeah. I have that as a note. <laughs> no goons. They were all blonde. They were yep. all idiot. And the first one was just they were the vast amounts mm. as far as the eye could so see. So many goons. That you, so could, many goons. you could just love and you could do it. And and something that we, we love about the first movie is like is is in all the bad guys. They're they're such a tight unit. Anytime, like everyone's always yelling to leave them alone. Like, <laughs> leave them alone. Leave everyone, alone. everyone needs to leave them alone. Not one leave them alone in this movie. Not one. Not shoot. No shoot. Shoot them either. Shoot them. <laughs> no shoot them. No leave. No leave alone. Recycling the same dialogue like five times. <laughs> well, it's because that just. I feel like that just goes to show that people take something different out of the movie when they watch it. Mm. Like yeah. the reasons we appreciate it clearly are not the reasons that somebody else would appreciate well, I, it. I wonder if that was something that Amir Shervan contributed to the movie. I wonder if it was a perspective like that they were such a tight, close gang and, and that was the you know their way of life to protect one another and, and against the this the samurai cop Joe Marshall. You know, I thought that that was really cool. It kind of made me empathize a little bit. With the bad guys, I'm like, man, they care about each other so much more than <laughs> than our good guys do for yeah. some reason. I, this is strange, and I, I always liked it, and it just completely void from this movie. Yeah, I mean, most of the characters are wearing ninja hoods. We they're faceless. We we have no no attachment mm. to them as people. Yep. Bummer. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have any um, setbacks or, or failures? I have a question. Okay, we can go, go do some questions. It. It's really, I have a lot of questions, but perfect. The first one was... Question one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the treaty that they were kept talking about, uh-huh. it's called like the Interuniversal Treaty. Okay. Yeah. What? That's a question. What was that? <laughs> they they were never s- went into like what it was about. 
or what it entailed, who that was, broke it. I feel like it was supposed to be peace amongst the gangs. It was just a buzzword that they yeah. threw out there when they were trying to like yeah. exposition us to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they also Interuniversal Galactic Treaty. Yeah. They threw that in like maybe four minutes into the movie. I was like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Well, that's why I was so confused, I guess, because I didn't know if we were still in 91 or if we had then jumped forward in time and we were in present, an alternate version of, of present day. Yeah, is I that mean, what? that seems to be the idea here. Yeah, which but, uh, that part with all this, these explanations going on, I feel like that did not get explained. Not for a second. I mean, for all I knew, this movie took place in like, here's, here's what I originally thought was going to be happening. I thought it was going to be in like 2090. And, like, <laughs> Joe Marshall would come out of, like, a cryogenic chamber or something. Ooh. That like, that's what I thought. Given how off. futuristic these sick. scenes looked, that's what I thought was going on. That would have been awesome. And yeah, it was really weirdly weird. out of place. Yeah. And it didn't need to be like that. That's no. Weird, like, it doesn't have any bearing on the plot. No, that, that that's, that's probably added to the confusion more than anything. Mm. Yeah, everything looked like the inside of, like, a spaceship. Yeah, it did. Or a nightclub. <laughs> but not yeah. like a cool John Wick one. No. Spaceship or Nightclub, guys. <laughs> John Wick is so good. Um, any anything else before? Any other questions? Any other failures before we move on to favorite parts? <laughs> I have one more failure. Okay. Just the plane scene as a whole. Oh, the, the I wrote plane that down scene. as well. Yeah, that was awful. It was really it <laughs> cool. made no fucking made no sense, sense at all. Everyone, any level. Everyone started fighting, and then everyone just went back to their seats. Well, like, there was a huge explosion. Yeah. And nothing was wrong with the plane. And it's like, what are you... I feel like there were several explosions. Yeah, there were. It was just fine. Well, like, there's a great opportunity to use your green screen to maybe show someone jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Uh, maybe making an exit or doing something that signifies transitioning from one thought to the next. Yeah, you know, that might help. And they just made it apparent that it was like a four-hour plane ride, and then these rival gangs and the cops get into this huge altercation, and then it just ends, and Joe Marshall is just like hugging a lady. <laughs> yeah, well, I was that's like, the okay, lady so he for the new. next like three and a half hours of this flight, everyone who's like trying to kill each other is just gonna sit here in fucking peaceful silence. <laughs> yeah, we're really sorry, guys. It. They serve those delicious blueberry biscuits. Oh yes, the Belvita crackers. Yes, reviving. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so any questions? Um, Brett, you said you had some more. Um, most of them I asked already. Like, why is the Shinjuku run by white people? Okay. Yeah. Um, we've, we've covered that. I think Biling made a Lord of the Rings reference, which was <laughs> kind of weird. Something about the Belrog have risen. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is strange. <laughs> um, why is Tommy Wiseau allowed outside of a padded room? Okay. All right. I think yeah. maybe because he's not, you know, really <laughs> insane. He's probably just a little weird. Isn't he, though? He he's plays really crazy. insane characters. Yeah. So that means he's probably super normal. He probably just goes home no. and eats dinner and goes to bed. No, That's I've read The Disaster not. Artist. I can't possibly do <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that he's just a normal human. <laughs> um, what if this is just a big performance piece, though? Then it's could be. That'd be crazy. Right? It could happen. Andy Kaufman like, 2.0. I was going to say like Kaufman caliber. And then we find Oof. out like from nine to five, he was just a regular businessman every single day. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He would like That'd tuck his hair into the back of his shirt and he'd just be a normal dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have no more questions. I have one more failure to bring up and that is how insane the music 
choices were. Ooh. I don't know if they were original songs or if they were farmed by the music supervisor or what it was going up. What was going on? It looked like that they were all written by the same dude. Okay, so they had a dude do yep. them. Uh, I would say there were probably about, I think, maybe eight songs yeah. that we heard. Yeah, yeah. nine. Yeah. Uh, There's a very dense soundtrack. Uh, two of them I thought were kind of cool that they could have used at the right times to, like, you know, do something a little different. Yeah. They didn't, I don't think they fully capitalized. But, totally. uh, yeah, definitely weird. Not what I was expecting. Weird mood. Yeah. Like, it didn't... The first movie has, like, that... DIY like Casio vibe mm. from like very popular in the, the with cheap Z grade action movies from the eighties. I'm, I'm wondering how you would make that modern for like today's standards. And in my head, it would just be a soundtrack full of dubstep, and I don't think anyone wants that either. I mean, it uh, almost it almost got it there. It was very close, but it didn't have the right vibe. It felt like they were trying too hard. Yeah, which a lot of this movie felt like it was trying too hard. So mm-hmm. that doesn't. I mean, I guess it fits. If the fight scenes had the actual faster pace songs like it could have been really cool they could have had fights to the beats and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they didn't do that it was all soft stuff on the fight sequences which is strange yeah strange picks um all right so favorite parts then yeah let's uh yeah, let's, let's go let's talk about some favorite parts i really don't have any I, ha- I have two really good ones i thought all right um both involve frank of course they <laughs> do. um at the beginning when he's first like going to Joe's new like current hideout mm. he goes <laughs> what, what are all these contraptions and then he walks up to the dangling chains and says what is this what the hell is this <laughs> what the hell is this and I was like hanging chains Frank <laughs> dude Frank just walking around just being confused and, and saying lines is I could watch an hour and a half of that oh it's so good that's Mark like Frazier's. pretty much the only favorite part that I had was uh, Frank line, and it was at the very beginning when <laughs> Jennifer and Joe were like being all lovey dovey, and Frank goes, "Don't get into any trouble, but if you do, name it after me." Yeah, that was a good one too. <laughs> that is a great line. I was like, all that's right, so that's good. how we're starting this movie. I am so in. Oh yeah, it's an excellent Mark Frazier line. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Um, and I had the stained red Joe Tommy Wiseau line. Oh yeah, my favorite part. But since I already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Forego that. Uh, the scene of Tommy Wiseau at his, uh, I guess it was his mother's funeral. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. His funeral, just picking shit up and throwing it around and just that's destroying the entire fantastic. room. That's that's what you bring in Tommy Wiseau for. Yeah, he's very good at that. That's what he thinks acting is. So he's gonna give it a goal. <laughs> oh, he, and he, he, like, he literally thinks that thinks that act. Like, have you read have you read the disaster? Artist I yet? have not. He literally thinks that what what that's what acting is. What just, just overacting? Just overacting. Like if you, if you're angry, you need to throw something. So, like, if you're really angry, you need to throw everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, any Anything else for favorite part? We already went over one of mine, which was the use of deadly vengeance in the movie. Oh, all right. Sorry. No, sorry, no, that, sorry thunder. no that's okay. I, I, I always end up talking about it when I hear it. Like, that is that we look out for those like we look out for men on fire. Or right. at least I do. Right. At least I do. Um, I have one, the one other uh, Frank moment. The... Um, the last ninjas that he or samurai that he oh my shoots God. and that you like he's shooting off screen <laughs> and, and then the samurais are flying on screen <laughs> dying fantastic that was awesome i wish the whole movie was like that yeah like that <laughs> I, yeah i because there was I, no blood there's no effects it was mm-hmm. just dudes flying yeah like it was silliness yeah exactly. very much in the vibe exactly. of the first movie yeah uh, yeah they, they missed a lot of those notes doing doing this the second time around but they hit they hit most of Frank. Most of Frank was was a 
bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to break the fourth wall in the best ways. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they they you know they had a lot of those Frank reaction shots, those Frank looks. Mm. Uh, they did those exactly right. He brought it to the table. They used him at the right spots, and and the editing was pretty point for those too. Like they. They they made sure that they did the original joke, I think, justice. And that was something that I think everyone could take away from the first movie with all those moments. Oh, yeah. Um, and they did a Don't good job like of that. keep it warm. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they did yeah. that. I mean, we, <laughs> we're not even going to go into the black gift joke. Oh, oh, oh okay, I good. forgot about that. Um, How could you remind me? I already thought of what the black gift was. I didn't need an explanation. <laughs> If you want to know what the Black Gift really is, listen to our Samurai Cop episode. It's a classic. It's a good one. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, fuck. Didn't you want to talk about Wolf Cop comparison? Um, this sucks in the same vein as Wolf Cop. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. It's trying a little too hard. That's how I like, feel when things start to get self-aware and they uh, want to be in on the joke with you. It's really hard for me to enjoy things like that. I feel like when it's accidental, it's so much sweeter. Mm. Now, a part of me wonders. So we, we said that when this movie first started, it, it came off with the right vibe. 1991, mm. Samurai Cop Music Sting. Yeah. The two of them walk out They're They're just discussing a recently closed case. Um, from what I understand, this movie originally did not have Matt Hannon on board because they didn't even know if he was still alive. I think it was going to be uh, Mark Frazier as Frank Washington teaming up with um, Joe Marshall's daughter to like solve some murders or something hmm. so what peggy is daughter is joe's daughter are we led to believe that um i question. guess that's what they were talking about yeah. <laughs> it was like a footnote <laughs> she was like are you my dad and then everyone just made weird faces at each other and nobody mentioned it after that i'm not gonna lie i completely forgot that scene happened <laughs> uh, oh peggy was great yeah she was good yeah with her ready-made pasta i'm sorry continue. Oh, no, that's all right yes, um so i mean i i think once they got him on board i think they probably had to have done a huge script rework to like incorporate him into the plot. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if is that where things started to go a little bit nuts, hmm. or do you think this movie had a crazy ridiculous plot to begin with, and they just kind of went with it once they got Matt Hannon on board? I, I guess there's a couple things that could have happened. Is that they they had that script, they really liked it, and then they tried to force uh, the rewrite for Joe to be in the movie. Mm. Or they had a very tight thing they worked on and then scrapped the whole thing and then rushed to make this. Yeah. I think those are, are a couple of options. Maybe I'm not thinking of one as to why this movie ended up turning out the way it did. I felt like Joe's character in this was so not true to his character in the first one, which I don't know, like you said, if it was intentional or like mm. if they planned on making a super over the top movie or if they just really accidentally couldn't capture what made the first one so great. Yeah, well, that's the thing is as soon as you're on board with trying to make a movie like that, like you have to do it in a certain way. And the wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff doesn't doesn't really work all the time, mm. which is where this one got caught up. Um, any other favorite parts since we kind of started talking a little more shit <laughs> <laughs> instead? Sorry. Oh, I do have a favorite part. I have another one. Go for it. Uh, real quick, end, end fight scene. Joe Marshall is storming the spaceship. Uh, or whatever, wherever we are. <laughs> we literally don't know where any of the characters are at any given time. I have so. no idea. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> castle, spaceship, nightclub, who knows. Somebody throws a Chinese star. And that Chinese star, he dodges it and catches it. Slices that person's throat with it. And then throws it at Fuji Fujiyama for the kill. 
Fujian. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. I thought I, I don't know. I thought that was the like one of the moments I was like, ah, a good idea. <laughs> nice. True. Nice. Yeah. My my list of favorite parts is literally just uh, Frank Washington exclamation point. <laughs> um, yeah. I did like their little nod to Robert Zadar when that guy had a line about maniac cops. Yeah, mm, that was good. Yeah, yeah, noticed that. And uh, also the fact that they also brought back uh, the lion head that was in <laughs> Jennifer's house that was in multiple shots. Yeah, that was, was that in good. Joe's house? I think that was her house. Oh, no, wait, this time around? Yeah. Yes, oh, it was okay. in his house. The original one, it was in Gen- Jennifer. Uh, yeah. Jennifer's like apartment in the restaurant, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The same actress played Jennifer and Melina. Wait. Melina? No, I don't think so. Yes. Uh, Wait, it did? Yes. Wait, really? Oh, really? Oh, that's factual. No, I'm very confused. So is that why she dressed up to look blonde so that she could look like Jennifer to, like, manipulate him? I don't know. Because then idea. that would make sense. That's what I assumed. <laughs> would it, though? <laughs> well, no, that that would at least have a progression of, like, thought, you know, like, oh, this happened, for that happens, till that happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was. Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was the same person either. So. Right. I'm done trying to crack this case. All right, let's rate it then. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! All right, let's rate Samurai Cop Two: Deadly Vengeance, guys. Go fuck yourself. Okay, Tyler's coming right <laughs> out of the gate. I'm never watching this again. No? No, never. I'll watch the first one at. Anytime you guys ever want to, but <laughs> never, ever, ever watching Samurai Cop two ever, 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 ever again. Now, what what do you give Samurai Cop one real quick? A fuck yeah. Okay, so that gets a fuck yeah, and this yeah. gets a straight go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I just it, it made my head hurt, like my heart hurt a little bit too. <laughs> I mean, it had very little redeeming quality. Mm. I can buy that. Leave it at that. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I will give it a standard fuck off. Um, I didn't think it was terrible enough to warrant a fuck you, even though it was convoluted and made absolutely no sense. And I feel like pretty much detracted from everything that was likable about the first one. Um, But I might recommend it to somebody based on absurdity and Tommy Wiseau alone. All right. That makes sense. I think. I Um, I was just going to say, like, I respect them enough for liking this movie to want to like make more of it but it wasn't yeah. really more of it it wasn't really my cup of tea yeah um i can agree with that because i'm also going to give it a a fuck off because i didn't i don't i'm not i don't think i'm passionate enough about it to to say fuck you um i don't think i wouldn't if i was if somebody was with me and wanted to watch it i, I don't think i would say don't or no or ugh, i'm leaving like I wouldn't do that. I would. I would. I would probably say no. I really don't want to watch. That. I would. That's en- what I would say. Too. I would enjoy the movie. I'd I, say watch it when I go home. I definitely wouldn't like if there was a um, some some form of double feature or something. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't shy away from that. So I mean, a fuck off, just because I don't think that it, it really pulled me either way, and that sometimes is worse than a fuck you. I feel like if somebody maybe didn't see the first Samurai Cop and just watched this, they might like it a lot more. Yeah, I guess, I mean, because we've watched Samurai Cop a lot. Yeah, and then especially watching Samurai Cop today and then immediately watching this after, I feel like the contrast is so easy to see. Yeah, and yeah, 
for sure. Um, the same way a lot of people love Wolf Cop, and we <laughs> really didn't. Eric, yeah, I'm I'm giving it a fuck you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it it reeked of everything that's bad about kickstarted projects, where it feels like there's there's too many there's too many chefs in the in the kitchen. It doesn't really have like a clear too many cooks. Too many cooks? Adult Swim, no. Uh, <laughs> like, there's no clear like direction, no clear theme or style. It's just all over the place. It's crazy, wacky, banana, crazy time. You know, a bunch of people paid fifteen hundred dollars to be in the movie, and they're going to be wildly like not fit in with like how a, the movie should really seem. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just left me with a really bad taste in my mouth, um, especially after you've said we've watched the original samurai cop at least a dozen times if not more mm. uh, oh more and they went through the trouble to get all of like a good chunk of the original cast um and they did a spectacular job um, this is has nothing to do with the original cast returning like they were great yeah um it's there's 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 definitely script problems here if there even was a script um it was the theme was just awful like it did not feel right at all the the presentation was weird um it, it feels like they should have taken a step back and said okay we're making samurai cop 2 right guys <laughs> Doesn't need to be that complicated. Just make it a, a simple, straightforward project. You shoot your scenes and you make your movie. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be this complicated. Yeah, yeah, a lot of layers. We didn't need all these self-affirming hallucination slash dreams from Joe Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> telling him that he needs to be a samurai. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not what I tuned in for. I don't know. Don't yeah. need anything this complex for sure. I yeah. felt like it was just poorly written. Yeah, I mean, I I think. I, th I think if I had never seen the original Samurai Cop, I might be on board with you guys and giving it like a mediocre rating. Yeah. It's the same vein as like maybe like Kung Fury. I was like, yeah, it was okay. Like I laughed. But. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if their motivation or their goal was to make something like Samurai Cop 1 or to just do like their own thing with it. Yeah. Inspired by Samurai Cop 1. So that's where I don't really know where to stand. Well, I don't think that was evident in their picture. Exactly. Mm. That's. Yeah. yeah like. I don't, I mean, the only way we could ever know what they were thinking is if we asked them. Because the, what their vision was I do, doesn't make sense to me for this movie. Like, they, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of, of just off-the-board stuff. Didn't come together. The writing, the writing, the writing. Yeah. How do you just start writing a storyline like the plane scene and then not finish it? Like, have no clear resolution? I f uh, you know what it reminds me of? Just let it meander uh, into obscurity. <laughs> So um, when me and Tom were growing up, we had this program for Windows 95 called 3D Movie Maker. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> this was a program where you would drag around like 3D actors who had about 20 polyg uh, polygons attached to them. And you would make these shitty yep. little movies with like a bunch of prefab resources. Um, and we would like download movies off the internet made by like these weird deviants that were probably like maybe 16 years old at the time. Yeah, yeah. we looked really we looked up to them. <laughs> they were adults to us. Yep. <laughs> and the movies all had a vibes like this movie, like it was just like weird scenes that just would, wouldn't go anywhere and had no comedy whatsoever. We thought it was liars because we were like 12. Yeah, if that. Um, and just plot threads that wouldn't resolve themselves or would just like <laughs> start and immediately end. Um, and it just comes off as as amateur. Yeah. And when they had this much fund, like when they had this much of a budget, like provided to them by the Kickstarter and they had all of these returning cast members who clearly have some sort of talent and love for the craft. Yep. It's, 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 it's a little upsetting. Yeah. I, I, I think one more thing for me that, that I think this movie may have done and I could be wrong, but 
they used the first one as like a crutch or, or an excuse to do something poorly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that they were like, well, that it's supposed to be like the first one. But then they did these other things that were wildly just as far away from the first one as possible. Mm-hmm. But anytime that something else got had gone wrong, they were just like, well, we can just, you know, chop it. We can just hack it up in the editing room, make it look like the first one, make it look bad. Yep. Like, I, I, that's, and they I still didn't do that. And they still didn't do it right. Yeah. And I and I don't think that's the right way they should have been channeling the first one. If that, I mean, like I said, I don't know if that actually happened, but it may have happened. Right, may sure. have happened. Um, I forgot to mention one character that I hated so much. <laughs> okay, who's that? Um, the guy that Joe Marshall was fighting at the end, who's like... I guess next in line. Oh, that stupid guy, the guy who's yelling, was just screaming in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I, someone to punch his face I off. I don't get like that. Has to be some anime gag that I don't get. Yeah, yeah. It was just really like, to that. Neck muscles bulging, <laughs> like face roiling red, and everything he said was a scream <laughs> from the pit of his soul. It was, that was terrible. He was awful. He was terrible. so bad. I hated him. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, I had to mention. I'm sorry. Uh, so that final thoughts. Any more final thoughts then? Anything real quick? No. You guys no. want to mention? No. D- disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. A little disappointing. And I, so I think uh, coming up in our near future uh, is Deadliest Prey, which Ooh, is the yeah. sequel to Deadly Prey. Mm-hmm. So kind of the same timeline where in I think Deadly Prey was '87 came out in 2013 with Deadliest Prey. Uh, I would like to see how that movie did it because I have it, hope for that. I do so too. The same person like wrote it. Same yep. person directed it. I think it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with it, a lot yeah. of maintaining the integrity yeah. of those original characters. And uh, we had discussed uh, briefly um, on the drive back to the house um, what the the tone of this movie would be because I had at least seen some reviews and then some people had said that yeah it's 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 really good and I they they were fans of Samurai Cop and they're fans of Samurai Cop too and I was kind of wondering if this movie would catch the same vibe and if the director would have taken like. And it, like he would try to adopt Amir Shervan's like way mm. of making a movie, like he would do like a method directing type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's clear that, that this that didn't happen here. But um, like you said, I think that might play out to why Deadliest Prey is, is pretty well respected from what I understand, because it was directed by the same people, it has the same vibe. And I wonder if they could have attempted the same thing here, even though it wasn't the same director. Yeah. Oh, maybe. You know, that that's always tough because. Because I feel like it's almost unfair to a point because if they had gone too far the other direction... We wouldn't you say, well, you could make the same movie again. You could yeah. complain about it that way, too. Right. But it's it's finding the happy medium, which they did, they just they didn't hit. Yeah. Um, so if that's it, guys, that's it. We can wrap ourselves up here. I Sounds think good. that's it. All right, that's it. Uh, and, uh, we'll see you next week, Tyler. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, we watched Samurai Cop 2 Deadly Vengeance from 2015. Deadly Invention. Deadly Inventions. <laughs> Or 2016. Oh, these crazy contraptions. What the hell is this? <laughs> um, it's a chain, Frank. We, um, you know, I think we were a bit disappointed overall as Samurai Cop fans. And uh, as a new Samurai Cop fan and Tyler. Yep. Um, also, I think the most disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I probably was. It was, it was because, like, you guys really, you, like, my expectations were pretty low for the first one. Maybe if my expectations were lower for the second one, I wouldn't give it a... But I just watched the first one and fell in love. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's true. It'll do that to you. That's true. Um, if you'd like more information on Second Class Cinema, go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Second Class Cinema. You can listen to our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, secondclasscinema.com, and followingfilms.com. That's it. All right. <laughs> Don't keep it warm. Hey, what does katana mean? Um, it is Japanese ja- sword. It means God damn it, this happened to me last time. <laughs> it means Japanese sword. You're too slow on the draw. No. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
It's okay. Keep it warm. Keep it warm. <laughs>